When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We're talking trophies, NBA predictions, NHL predictions, and we'll talk some Major League Baseball news as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com, use code BELLYUP, you're going to get 15% off your purchase uh, we're halfway through another week, and we are getting ready to dive in to finals, both in the NBA and NHL. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing right now? Doing good, doing good. Beautiful weather here, and starting to get like summer up here. So <laughs> I was going to say, I guess beautiful is the right word for it, but it's <laughs> hot. Um, and that's not, I know it's going to get worse, so I try to be positive about it, but I got, I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's warm, and working outside has not been all that fun, uh, if you ask me. Uh, but that being said, there are things going on. I first of all want to say congratulations to Coach A.W. Hamilton of the EKU Colonels, head men's basketball coach. He signs an extension uh, through the 26-27 season. Uh, he did not tell us how much he's getting paid, but I, I'm sure it's a good deal and excited for him. Glad that he's going to be around, hopefully. Uh, as well for that that at least that amount of time uh it's a good thing to have coach hamilton in uh in in the the area covering him has been a lot of fun he's always a great guest on the show as well and uh, so congrats to a dub uh on his new extension uh dad did you get an extension this week um i i did not but i'm sure it's coming so we'll see. i wasn't sure if uh maybe you you had some uh Phone calls, received some phone calls about NFL or NBA teams looking for coaches or anything like that. But no, there you go. Not, not, not yet. So didn't, didn't happen this week. There's always next week. So tune back in next week to see if dad gets hired on as an NBA coach. Um, let's, let's start with the NBA dad and uh, your Boston Celtics. Uh, utter disgrace, right? Yeah, they were, um, like I said, I, I didn't think they would. I thought they'd get to the seventh game, but I wasn't sure if they could hold on there, and they didn't. So um, we'll see. You know, a lot of discussions about uh, – hear a lot on national media about the coach and players and people they should keep. But, again, they've had a they had a good couple of years here, and they've got a good team, so we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it uh, starts to turn around or not. I mean, they're going to have to make some decisions here in the offseason of whether or not they're going to be able to – uh, you know, be stick stick with what they're doing, or if they're going to try to do something different. I mean, I know you don't watch a ton of of their games, but 
Uh, do you have a preference one way or the other when it comes to Jalen Brown? Should they re-sign him and keep him around? Or do you think that maybe they uh, they need to start shake things up a little bit and move away from the Brown-Tatum combo? Just from looking at it, I, I think it'd be good to keep him. Again, I think, you know, they've they've got a solid team. Of course, Horford's getting older. You wonder if every year he's going to be able to come back. He's been an important piece, I think, uh, the last couple of years. Of course, Tatum, you know, they've got a star there. And um, I, I think Jalen Brown is a good piece. But, again, in the NBA, you can probably – you can probably replace people, um, you know, maybe there would be someone that fits in better, but I, I would think, um, I would think they would stay kind of where they're at, um, you know, with the success they've had, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've had a lot of success. They haven't won a title, but they've gotten awfully close and that's more than many teams can say. I think uh, Brown and Tatum should stick together and then, but they do have to find pieces. There's no doubt about that. They need to find, a solid ball handler. Um, Brogdon was a good addition, and he helped them out this year. It might be time, Dad, if you're getting rid of players, it might be time to get rid of Marcus Smart um, and find somebody else. I'm not sure that he's fulfilled the role they need him to fulfill. And you said it, Horford's older, still playing fine, but uh, they definitely need to solidify some areas. What about the coach? He came in kind of on a sudden notice with the other coach getting fired, uh, well, originally suspended and then fired. Um, do you, do you think they should continue with him as his first time being a head coach, or do you think they should look out there and try to find somebody else? Um, I think again, with the success they had during the season, I don't see why he wouldn't get another year and we'll see, but I guess it depends who you could replace him with. Yeah. Um, and again, I think their GM's pretty smart guys. So, um, we'll see what direction they had, but I, I, I think the coach, you know, did well this year, and um, I think it'd be worth bringing, bringing him back, but we'll see. Yeah, and you mentioned GMs. Uh, interestingly, this week, the Warriors announced that their GM uh, is stepping down, so he's no longer the GM out there, and Myers has been really successful in Golden State, and it just so happens that a day or two after that announcement, the New York Knicks decide they're not going to extend uh, their general manager, although it makes you think that maybe Myers has a job waiting for him if he wants it in New York. But let's get to the finals, the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets uh, tip off on Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. on ABC Denver, a nine-point favorite in the opening game. Um, Denver has looked so good. Some people have said, well, the West really isn't that good. Um, I don't think it matters. I think the Nuggets are really, really good. Uh, they got an incredible team. Uh, Jokic is obviously the, the the main guy there, but Jamal Murray has been phenomenal in the playoffs. Uh, Kentucky boy, by the way. Uh, and on the other side, Bam Adebayo, another Kentucky boy. Uh, so Kentucky wins a ring no matter what happens here. Um, I think that it's not going to be a fun finals the Heat have, have been impressive in the AFC, the Eastern Conference uh, run. I just think that when it comes down to it, the Nuggets are going to be too too much for the Heat to handle, especially after a seven-game series with Boston. I think the Nuggets, Nuggets take this one in four, maybe five games, uh, but I would not be surprised by a sweep. Um, but that's just, that's just my thoughts. Uh, Dad, any thoughts on how you think the series is going to go? 
Well, from you know what I've heard, you know, I think Denver would be the by far the team to beat, and I think maybe five games. You know, it could it could be like that. It could be a sweep, but I, I would you know the way Miami's played, I I'm not so sure uh, that they can't you know they couldn't win one or two there. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Like you joke with me about, I don't watch a lot of NBA. I have not seen any of Denver's games and mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen Jokic play and I've heard so much about him. So I'm hoping to catch a couple of them and um, just see from there, him and Murray and everything there. I was talking to your, um, your sister this week. And of course she lived in Denver for a while and used to go to Nuggets games. Um, but you know, wasn't this same team at that point. So, um, there, but, um, anyhow, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know if it'll be great TV for the NBA. Um, but again, they do have, you know, some star power there, I guess with Jokic and with Butler and, um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Jokic averaging just under 30 points a game in the playoffs, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, and a steal and almost a block too. So he's averaging a triple-double uh, so far in the playoffs. But Jamal Murray's been right there, 27.7 points a game. Uh, he has 5.5 rebounds, six assists, almost two steals a game. Um, and Jamal Murray's been, to me, the difference maker. Jokic has been clearly the best player, uh, but Jamal Murray's been that guy that comes in and compliments Jokic and has been scoring consistently. And he provides something that I think can push Denver over the top to get them their first championship uh, here. And now you look at, at Miami, the other, again, I mean, you've got Jimmy Butler, obviously he's been phenomenal. Um, and, and I think Bam's been really good. They've had these, these other guys show up, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, um, and, and even Max Struess to a degree too. So you got guys that are showing up that aren't great players necessarily, but boy, have they been filling their role so far for the Heat. I just don't think Butler and Adebayo is enough. I think the defense for Denver, they're a little long. Uh, I think the defense for Denver is going to be tough. And it's gonna, it'll be an absolute miracle if the Heat win uh, the, uh, the NBA Finals this year. But I give mad props. Jimmy Butler, um, he has been so good. He's been so good for a while now. Uh, but especially since he's been on the Heat. He's done everything he's got to do to lead the team, a true leader. He has that mindset, that mentality that many guys are missing in today's day and time. Um, he'll grit through it all, grind through it all, and and succeed as a result of it. So I, I like that. I, I'd be fine if Miami won. Like, I'm in the situation where I don't mind who wins. Um, neither of the teams are the teams I cheer for. Both of the teams have guys I like on there. I'm okay with whoever wins, but I would be shocked if the Heat win. Um, and this, and, and there's a chance Tyler Hero comes back. I'm not sure if that helps or hurts Miami. And I love Tyler Hero. Um, you know, I just there's a time where you don't want to mess up a good thing. I'm not sure that him returning would help or not. But um, I don't know. I just my fear is, Dad, this is not going to be entertaining. Uh, other than just watching Jokic and Murray and 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 aspects of the Heat too. But I'm not sure the games are going to be as compelling as maybe we've seen up to this point. Yeah, I, I think that'll be the case. So, um, so you know, we'll see what kind of finals it is. We will see, of course, the coaching changes have started to happen in the NBA, uh, already seeing several different changes. We see the uh, Milwaukee Bucks 
uh, tabbing an, an old Bucks player. Uh, then we see the uh, former Toronto coach uh, winning a championship in Toronto and maybe one of the most unlikely championships that there has been. Uh, Nick Nurse goes to Philadelphia. Uh, so we still have a few few uh, holes to fill, but I assume those will all happen here in the next several days um, as well. Uh, all right, let's move on to the NHL. We don't spend a lot of time on the NHL, but it's time for the Stanley Cup playoffs. They kick off on Saturday, 8 p.m. Uh, Vegas is the current favorite for game one. The Panthers survived and advanced. They did everything they had to do to get here. And uh, so it's Vegas versus Florida in the NHL Stanley Cup. And, Dad, I have watched zero Stanley Cup playoff games so far this year. You've paid closer attention to it. So give us a quick breakdown on what to expect from the Panthers and the Knights. Well, I think this will be an interesting Stanley Cup. I think it, it may it probably good for the NHL just because Florida has had such a run. Um, you know, Boston was supposed to be here. They were supposed to be setting all kinds of records, and then they got upset by Florida, and you thought, wow, that was an upset. Then all of a sudden they ran over Toronto, and, um, you know, they've just kept going. So I think there's there's no reason to think they can't make it a, a series here. I have watched a few games, and I know the last game I watched with um, Vegas, Vegas is really – really good. They're really solid. They're very aggressive. And um, I can see why they're the favorite. But I think um, Florida could win a game or two. And if Florida wins one early, um, I think it'll be a little bit, I think they'll draw some fans. I think it'll be a little bit of a compelling, again, you know, like you said, playoff hockey, there's nothing really like it. And when you get to the Stanley Cup, um, you know, if, if it's a one goal game, and you get down to the last three minutes. There's there's just really nothing like it. It's just it's just crazy, and um, I think Florida has proved they can stay. You know they can stay in these games, and a lot of games have been won close ones. Vegas is really good and really solid, and they've been good all year. They were good in the West. Uh, there, I guess I think they were the number one seed, or number one or number two out in the West. So um, I think. Um, Vegas is obviously the favorite, but I think for the, the NHL may, may have a good series here and it may go six or seven games. Um, it'll really depend a lot of it, how it starts, um, you know, with Florida winning a game or two early, but, um, it's been a, in many ways, it's been a good playoffs. And, um, I, I think you've got two good teams. You know, one of the best teams left and two good teams in it. And and you got some players for people that are hockey fans, you know, you've got some names there with Kachuk and others that um, you know, on Florida. So um I think it'll, you know, and obviously it takes good goalie play to get to this point. So they both have that. So um I think it'll be, you know, will it will it be a more interesting playoff in the NBA? I don't know. I mean, it's totally different. More people, you know, understand basketball and watch basketball. But I think the NHL, I think it could be a very good playoff. Well, I'll say this, and you said it that I've said it before. Yeah, there's no better playoffs than than hockey. Now, my problem is I'm intrigued by this matchup, and I would tune in to the Stanley Cup, except for it's not on broadcast television. 
Um, <laughs> TNT is hosting all of these games for the NHL Stanley Cup. And I know I'm one of few people who doesn't get TNT, but I don't get TNT. And I just find it intriguing that I think you hurt your product when you don't put it on broadcast television, especially for championships. I do not understand how you don't have a deal in place where you can get championship games on NBC or whoever else is carrying it. Um, you know, the NBA, you're going to see them on ABC. The NHL is going to be hiding away on TNT, and it's going to hurt viewership. But hockey is a blast in the playoffs. Stanley Cup, I'm really intrigued by. I'll be following what happens. I won't be watching, but I will be following what happens. And all I know is they need a goalie to stand on their head. And if they do that, that team wins. And I still don't really understand what that means, but it's one of the funner phrases in all of sports, the goalie standing on his head. So uh, <laughs> hopefully someone does that. And uh, I'll be, I'm cheering for the Panthers. I know very little about them. Um, Kachuk is somebody I do know as a result of the fact that I know who his dad was. So that's kind of cool. Um, and he leads the team in pretty much everything um, and points, goals, and assists here in the playoffs. Um, and then, uh, but, but it always comes down to goalies in the playoffs and, and the Stanley cup. And, uh, so that's going to be whoever's goalie plays the best is going to win and should be fun. So I'm going to say Panthers in six, dad, uh, is my prediction. Yeah, I, I, I'll go with Vegas in six. So, okay. well, we agree on six. So that's, that's a good yeah. sign. Um, and other news that probably most people listening don't care about. Uh, the Nashville Predators announced a change at the coaching position. Uh, only the fourth coach in franchise history, and it's a former player, Andrew Burnett. Um, me and you cheered on Andrew Burnett uh, in the early years of the Nashville Predators, and I think that's a really cool hire for them. Um, he's he's being lobbied as one of the top offensive minds in the game, and for a team that has talent but has underperformed the last several years, it's neat to see them make a hire like this. So congrats to Andrew Burnett uh, and to the Predators uh, for this change. Any quick comments on that? Um, again, I think it's great, you know, for Nashville. You know, we were around when the Predators first um, started. And so I remember the days, you know, I remember the seasons when they would count how many sellouts they had, you know, and are they going to get the double-digit sellouts? Well, now the last many years – you know, every game is sold out. It's really become a big thing in Smashville, as they call it. And um, But you always wondered if, you know, they didn't make the playoffs or if it dropped a little bit. But I think with Barry Trotz, I think that's the big thing with him being the GM. I mean, David Poyle did a great job, but Barry Trotz is loved. Um, there and does a lot, even in the community when he wasn't, co when he was coaching somewhere else, as far as charity was concerned. But I think if he can transition to be a good GM and he pretty much made this hire, Poyle signed off on it, um, and agreed it was a great hire, but I think he was the one that, that really pulled, pulled the, um, pulled the trigger on this and Burnett, you know, it, it, for people in Nashville, they're going to be super excited. You got Barry Trotz back. You got a former player coaching. And like you said, this just isn't a gimmick. This Andrew Burnett is one of the up and coming coaches. Uh, he was with Florida last year uh, as it took over during the season and won the President's Cup. Um, hmm. They didn't keep him because he got upset, you know, in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
Um, so I, I think he's you know, a legitimate trust wants to change the way they play. They've got a lot of great young players. And um, I think, you know, they want to play with more speed and seems to be right down where Burnett is. So for, from the national predator standpoint, and again, a lot of even hockey purists still, you know, kind of thumb their nose at Nashville, uh, but that's okay. I think we're going to be okay. You know, this is the first year we haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. And uh, I think they made a good hire. So, um, so we'll see how it goes. If you thumb your nose at Nashville, you're crazy. Um, there is, there are few better, I think, sports towns than Nashville. Nashville does things right, and we don't like the Titans. We don't really respect the Titans, but Nashville does things right. They they know how to entertain, and uh, the the fan base is solid. The hockey fan base is great. Early on, it was a lot of people from Michigan because of car car manufacturing. Uh, but uh, it, it has grown. The the stars have gotten behind it, and uh, you know the the musicians and the actors and the athletes have all gotten behind it. It's a great environment, uh, an absolute blast to go. So um, yeah, I'm interested to see how they how they do moving forward if things get better. Uh, let's transition to baseball, Dad. I want to focus on um, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about the East divisions tonight. Uh, if you want to listen to more talk about the East divisions. Tune in Sunday night, 8 p.m. to the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We'll be talking about the East then. Uh, but I want to look at some of these other divisions, and there's some close races and some surprising races going on right now, starting in the AL Central. The Twins are still on top. They're a game and a half up. They're a game and a half up on Detroit. <laughs> the Tigers are still sniffing the top of the division. Cleveland has yet to really find their footing. Uh, they are three games back. Then the White Sox, six and a half back, and Kansas City, we won't even bother with. Um, I'm just shocked that Detroit's hanging around. They're not They're not above 500. Uh, Minnesota's barely above 500. Um, but Detroit's, they're kind of like Pittsburgh was earlier in the year. They're just, they're sticking around a little bit. This is surprising to me, um, although I know they just recently, I believe, had an injury to uh, um, Riley Green. But... Um, uh, maybe that'll be the downfall. Maybe that's where they'll fall. But I've been impressed by this Tigers team uh, so far this season. All right, do you think the Tigers are going to stick around, or do you think eventually they'll fall out of it? Well, I think you know the injuries may be the issue there. But, yeah, the way they've stayed around, they're playing good. And, again, the division is not that strong. I like Minnesota, and uh, they're doing well. But again, they, you know, they're not they're not running off with it. So um, Detroit can stay there. I do think Cleveland will improve as the year goes on. Um, but I think Detroit could stay in in the mix. You know, it'd be crazy if there and it'd be hard to get into playoffs this year if you don't win your division. Again, we're not talking about the East, but my goodness, it's going to be hard for anybody to make the playoffs if you don't win your division in the in the American League. That's for sure. Yeah, very true. And really what it comes down to for the the Guardians is their pitching has not been what it was supposed to be. I mean, at the end of the day, um, that's where they've, they've failed to push through, I guess. Shane Bieber's been fine, but he's not been great. Cal Quantrell, his ERA is disgusting. He's been a decent fantasy value, but not great. Uh, Logan Allen's been their best pitcher so far this season. And that's not a good thing if you're a team that has Shane Bieber. So um, the pitching has been, uh, I wouldn't call it a disaster, but it has not been great. Um, and that's not helped the Guardians. They've got to get that figured out. 
or it's not going to happen for them uh, in the Central. So the Twins, to me, are the front runners and will stay there the rest of the year. But Cleveland should make a run at some point this season. The question is when. Uh, the AL West, Dad, continues to be intriguing. The Rangers refuse to let go of the lead. Houston is finally charging, but they cannot catch the Rangers just yet. The Angels uh, and the Mariners, both still over 500. And uh, honestly, I think with the Rangers doing so good, it's kind of hidden the fact that the Angels have been probably better, well, not better than they should be, but uh, maybe better than some expected them to be. Uh, so they're still hanging around. But the Rangers team, their run differential has been nuts all season. They're at plus 131 right now, which is crazy. They've scored 346 runs. I believe they're the, um, yeah, they're the highest scoring team in the league. Tampa's the only other team over 300. Um, so Texas has been really, really good. And they've done it even without Jacob deGrom, who's missed starts due to injury. And they continue just to play really, really good baseball. So that brings us to the Rangers and the Astros. They're going to fight this out the rest of the year. But do you think it stays close the rest of the year? Do you think Houston overtakes them? Or do you think the Rangers run off with it? Um, I, I don't think the Rangers will run off with it. I think Houston, and again, I don't know how the Angels are going to end up, um, but I, I still think Seattle's a good team. Um, I know some people think they won't make a run, but uh, they've got some good players. And again, we all know when it comes to the trade deadline, you know, there can be, you know, some interesting moves. And to me, Seattle's the kind of team make one or two of the right moves, um, you know, if they stay in it, they, they've got some good players and they play well. Again, Texas, you know, it's got, you know, kind of drawn all the attention and rightfully so, because that's surprising. But I, I think Houston's going to be in it, um, but maybe it'll be a four-team race, at least going into the last month. We'll, we will see how it goes. I know that's a hot take. I like that. Seattle, and Seattle's got good players. they got a good pitching staff and everything, um, they just not have not been able to put up the points so far, the runs, excuse me, so far this year, um, as much as you'd like them to. So I'm not sure what they can do to fix that. Um, you know, this is a team, Julio Rodriguez is this emerging superstar. Well, he's only got 10 home runs. Uh, he's got nine stolen bases. He, he's not been special so far this year. Teoscar Hernandez has not been what they need him to be. Ty France has been fine, but not great. Um, Jared Kelenic has had a, a good season, the best that better than most people thought he would have. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not sure there's enough in Seattle offensively to make things go. Yes, they could make a trade and make things happen for sure. Uh, but their pitching staff, I think they're getting better. Luis Castillo has been good. George Kirby has been fine. Logan Gilbert has not lived up to what he needs to be. He's got a ton of strikeouts but his ERA is too high. Um, Bryce Miller has been really good coming in uh, because of injuries. So I I would tap the brakes on the Seattle talk. I'm not saying they couldn't make a run and get in playoff contention. I just, I don't think they're going to make a run at the top of the division. To me, that's, that's a Texas race, Texas and Houston. And Houston getting healthy is a good sign. But again, the Rangers have done this without DeGrom, which makes me think that they can maintain it. And, uh, and actually hold off Houston, win the division, which would put their money. They spent a lot of money the last two years. Um, last year, they spent it on offense. This year, they spent it on pitching. And it's paying off for them at this point. So I think that's pretty neat uh, to see. 
the NL Central, another intriguing division. I thought the Cardinals were clearly the best team. Milwaukee is in first place. The Cardinals are four and a half back, and they are uh, seven games under 500. So that's crazy. Um, Pittsburgh's in second, only a half game back. They won't go away. The Reds made a little bit of a run this week on a four-game win streak, and uh, so they're sitting there uh, as well. And then Chicago is uh, four and a half back. So this division, they're within four and a half games from top to bottom, yet the Brewers and the Pirates, the only two over 500, and no team looks great. Uh, I'm disappointed in the Brewers, and they have struggled. Yes, they've had injuries too, but boy, it has been an absolute struggle. They've only scored 216 runs, uh, which is pathetic. Uh, the Marlins have scored less. The A's have barely scored less. Um, Cleveland, Detroit have also scored less. Uh, it's just sad. And uh, there's too many too many good hitters on that roster for them to score so little run. But, Dad, you're in the Cincinnati area. And uh, I don't know. The, the Reds, is there still hope for the Reds? Um, yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, uh, I, I listen to Reds games some when I'm driving at work and, um, just to listen to their announcers. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think there's a great amount of optimism. Um, there just isn't, I don't think they're expecting that from there. You know, we've talked about the, the NL central and I think we, we all, you know, we thought that, well, the Cardinals will make a move, but I tell you, watching who they've lost to, Right. And how they've lost, I'm I, I'm not sure about that. You know, their pitching has not been good, and um, you know, um, you know, Milwaukee I think is the best team. The Pirates have hung around, and if they hung and they hang around, that might be good. You know, the Cubs I don't think are real good um, from there either, and the Reds. But again, like you said, they're not they're not playing well, but they're only four four and a half games separating them. So I guess anything can happen. But um, and we're only two months into it too. But um, boy, I tell you, you kind of thought St. Louis was going to make a move a couple of weeks ago, and I, yeah. to me, they were they moved, but not in the right direction. Yeah, I I mean, I still think the Reds, the Pirates, are worse teams than the Cardinals and the Cubs. But someone's got to put it together. You hit the nail on the head. Cardinals pitching has been atrocious. They've got to get that figured out um, to make any kind of move. Milwaukee should be at least 10 games up right now in the division, and they're not. And that's what's so sad about it is, man, they got opportunity, and they're blowing it. They're letting everybody stay close, and that could come back to bite them uh, later on this season for sure. Uh, the NL West is the other division, Dad. Uh, Arizona, what a, what a season Arizona's having. They're 32-23. and 23. They're a game behind the Dodgers as of this episode. And a three-game win streak. They've been really, really solid. A lot of young guys. And they've kind of persevered through some pitching issues as well to hang in there with the Dodgers. San Francisco's five and a half back. San Diego, talking about disappointments, seven and a half back. And Colorado, I don't think it's worth talking about them either. Um, but to me, it's the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers right now. And I'm impressed by this Arizona team. Yes, yeah, the, the Diamondbacks have been a surprise. You know, of course, the, the the Dodgers have not been the Dodgers of the last couple of years, so they can be challenged. And uh, Arizona's a team right now that's doing it. Again, I'm a Giants fan, so I've kept up, and we made a really good run here over the last two weeks. We've lost the last couple of games. Um, but they, they keep playing well and scrapping well, and um, I think they will stay in it. You know, originally, you know, we looked like, boy, the Padres and 
and you know they'd be the team and or them and the Dodgers and the Padres. I I mean I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if it's a chemistry thing or what it is. They've got great players, but they're not they they don't have it going. I would think maybe there might be a, a manager question there or something. I mean they, they don't have them together playing together from there, no doubt about it. And of course the Rockies I don't think are gonna challenge there either. Um so I, the question to be, you know, is can Arizona, you know, or have they just had a great start or will they be able to maintain this? They do have some good young players, I believe. And um, so so we'll see. And, again, this year I don't know that the Dodgers are going to run off and hide from anybody. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I Basically, Arizona goes seven deep on offense, um, guys that are hitting well. Uh, you've got Christian Walker's kind of your power guy. Cattell Marte seems to be back into form, generally speaking. And you got Corbin uh, Carroll, who's this incredible young player. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo, the shortstop. Gabriel Moreno came over in the trade this offseason with Toronto as catcher. And they're all playing really good baseball right now. So um, I don't think Arizona's going away. Uh, the pitching is still the question mark. Uh, Zach Gallon has been a solid at 2.72 ERA, 82 strikeouts over 72 innings. Merrill Kelly's pitched well. After those two guys, though, they're they get in a little bit of trouble, and uh, that's where it's going to hurt them. But if they got those two guys at the top that are pitching well, that's obviously going to go a long way this season as well. So I think, and, and like you said, the Dodgers, they're good. Um, they're playing good baseball, but they're not, they're not as great as what they have been in the past. And uh, so we'll see how it shakes out. Max Muncy, by the way, uh, is not hitting for average very well, but uh, 17 home runs on the season. Uh, they've got some power in L.A. still. So if I had to put money on it, I'd still probably put money on the Dodgers. But I think Arizona is a intriguing team, and I'd much more rather watch Arizona in October than, than the Los Angeles <laughs> Dodgers. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I sit with it. But I think those races – they're all tight and they're all fun. You know, we're not going to spend time on the East, but the Braves seem to be the best team in the in the in the NL East. The AL East is incredibly intriguing as all five teams are over 500. Um, but there's 10 games separating the first place team from the fifth place team in the division. So those are all going to be interesting. But again, we'll talk about that Sunday night, 8 p.m. on the Sports Stove YouTube page, Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page for the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Uh, so people need to tune in uh, there to learn and hear more about that. Uh, anything else, Dad? There's not, uh, you know, other than the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup, there's, there's not a ton happening at the moment. No, I mean, uh, the college sports year is wrapping up here. We've got the the, the girls' softball. Um, they are in, I think, in the World Series. We're ready to start. And uh, baseball, the men's baseball, are going to the regionals here. So in the next couple of weeks, there'll be some. And those are, that to me, that's always fun to watch. I enjoy watching both NCAA softball and baseball. Because, uh, again, a lot of excitement there and a lot of good, you know, just, just ball um, to watch. So, you know, I think that'll be good. Of course, you got college 
track coming up on the, on the national finals here coming up. And so people that follow college sports, the next couple of weeks, things are, 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 you know, wrapping up going into the summer. But as um, far as professional sports, like I said, we've got um, NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. And uh, again, we're almost in June, so we're not too far away from the All-Star game. And that's kind of in baseball where you look. Where's everybody standing at the All-Star break? So we'll be there before you know it. You're right. I mean, NBA draft, MLB All-Star game, trade deadline, all that kind of stuff is rolling, rolling a lot closer for sure. Um, NASCAR has been incredibly intriguing this year as well. Chase Elliott gets suspended for a race because of uh, wrecking Denny Hamlin on purpose. So there's been a lot of drama in NASCAR. I've really enjoyed that this year too. So there's stuff happening. Um, but nonetheless, uh, uh, that's probably all we're going to spend time talking on tonight. Uh, so, so, so it is what it is. Listen, if you're sitting around this summer and you're saying, you know what, I feel snacky. I need something to eat. Uh, you need to go to RighteousFelon.com. Righteous Felon Jerky has great textured and great tasting jerky and beef sticks available. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. All right. Uh, again, I want to encourage everybody to tune in Sunday night to the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We'll be live at 8 p.m. on the Sports Stove YouTube and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. And then, of course, the audio always available afterwards wherever you listen to your podcast as well. All right, Dad, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I don't know what it is. So we're kind of we're going to call it a night unless you've got something else to add. Yep, we're, we're good to go. And we, we'll see everybody next week then. All right. Sounds very good. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.